Mm-hmm. You see that? Did you see that? I'm going to try it again. Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Y'all just repeating what I said. See? There's a difference, right? Y'all repeating what I said. Let's get it right. Praise the Lord. There you go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory a Dios. Bless his mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's such a wonderful, wonderful privilege to be here with you all tonight. Amen. We are in the midst of a mighty, mighty move of God. What we are part of is way bigger than what we can see. God is on the move. I don't know if you've heard about all of the Holy Ghost outpourings in third world countries. Reports are coming in. Multitudes. I mean, thousands of people are being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, denominations are, are waking up to the doctrine of one God. And people getting baptized in Jesus' name. And one of the most exciting things I've recently heard was what's going on in the United Nations in New York City. We've got ministers in the United Nations. And people from all countries are being baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and one of our ministers was invited to a Bible study at the White House. And I'm, I'm telling you, folks, God is moving. The truth is marching on. Amen. And I am more convinced now, more than ever, we are living in the end times. Now, I know we've heard that. People, preachers been preaching that for decades. But I'm telling you, things are happening now that it, it, it's undeniable. These are the end times. Prophecy is being fulfilled everywhere around us. Incredible things are happening all around the world, which is a signal that Jesus is soon to return. He is soon to return. And it's closer than we think. It's closer than we think. And, and, and as, I, as I have the opportunity to travel and go to different places, I must confess, I'm a little concerned. It's not so much about those that are out there lost. They're they, they not the problems. They're the ones that realize something needs to change. They're the ones that come in hungry. They tried drugs. They tried this. They tried that. Now they come to church and they're thirsty and they're hungry. And they're saying, preacher, is there a solution? They're not the problems. The problem is the people in the church. Folks that have been in church for years have gotten so complacent, so relaxed, so spoiled. We need a revival in the church. Hallelujah. Oh, if we just reawaken to the fact of how blessed we are. All of our little problems. That's all they are. They're just little problems. That the enemy magnifies. All of our little problems are getting even smaller. But I'm telling you, if, if, if there's ever a place there ought to be joy and excitement, it ought to be here. 
If there's ever a place where people can worship and express themselves for how good he's been, it ought to be here. This ought to be the most exciting place in town right here. Amen? Praise God. I'm hungry for God. I'm thirsty for God. There's so much more of God that he wants us to have. And I, and I, and I just pray, Lord, open our hearts, open our understanding. Drop something inside of us that causes us to forget about these temporary things and focus on the eternal because it's closer. Oh, my God, it's closer than you think it is. Praise the Lord. So I greet you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In behalf of all of your brothers and sisters everywhere. Amen. We are right behind you in all things that God is wanting to do. Amen. And so tonight I, I felt and I, I feel compelled to minister. I, I just, I trust the Lord. Amen. I've, I've learned to just trust the Lord. What he plays, puts on my heart, what he puts on my mind, I just say, Lord, that's, that's you. I'm going with it. And he never makes a mistake. Amen. And so tonight... It's Thursday night, traditionally Bible study night, so I'm going to be preaching from the Bible. The Bible, the Bible's going to be my notes. I might do some teaching, might spill over into some preaching. You know what the difference is, right? Teaching is telling the truth. Preaching is yelling the truth. <laughs> So I'm going to be I'm going to be opening up the book of Colossians, and um, <clears throat> as our custom is, we like to have a, a scriptural reference. So I'm going to use as our scriptural reference verse number nine and verse number ten, Colossians chapter one, verses nine and ten as our scriptural reference. And after that, I'll be speaking to you from this book, and uh, I'll, I'll designate the first 22 verses. I might not get to all 22, but that's our goal. Amen. So Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, Do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. From the book of Colossians, I want to speak to you tonight, prayers from the prison house. Prayers from the prison house. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, for meeting us here tonight. We are hungry. We are thirsty. We desire change. We desire to be molded after your image. God, we're like sponges. We want to soak up your word. Let it get inside of us, Lord. And God, we thank you, Lord, for this night and what you're about to do. 
and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. amen. Praise God. Shake hands with somebody beside you, behind you, in front of you. Tell them, say, I'm so glad you're here tonight. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm glad that you're here. I, I wouldn't want you to be anyplace else but here. I'm glad you're here, my brother. The Lord is good. He's doing marvelous things. <clears throat> Praise God. Prayers from the prison house. Now, what you're going to see tonight is a little demonstration, perhaps, of how I read the Bible. The way I read the Bible. The way I study the Bible. The Word of God is good meat. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. The Word of God is good meat. It's juicy meat. It's flavorful meat. Jesus said, I got meat you don't know nothing about. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. The Word of God is like a big juicy steak. It's not something you want to hurry up and rush through. Amen. You want to bite it. You want to chew it. You want to enjoy it. When I chew the word of God, I like to get all the juices out of it. I like to enjoy the spices because that's what the word of God is. It's living water. It's the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. And when I open the Bible and begin to read it, I usually like to have something in my hand, a highlighter, a pen, a pencil or something. Because that word of God, what makes the Bible so different from any other book in any library is that this book is a living book. It is spirit. And there are times you're going to read the Bible. Now, you've got to approach it right. You can't approach the Bible with a carnal mind. You can't approach the Bible with human intellect. You, 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 need, you need to prepare yourself just by praying and saying, Lord, like David said, open my eyes and let me see. The beauty of your word. And that's how I approach the word of God spiritually. And so I, I, I say, Lord, I'm opening this up, God. Speak to my spirit, Lord. And when you speak to me, I'm, I'm going to make note. I'm going to jot things down. And so that's how, how I read the Bible. Now, I've noticed in my traveling around the country in different churches, I'm seeing more and more God's children come to church unarmed. Unarmed. No Bible. And, and, you know, at first I'm like, oh, okay. But then I'm seeing it more and more. As we see the day approaching. I'm like, my God. If there's ever a time we need the Bible, it's now. Amen. One of the first things the devil did when he spoke to Eve. Soon as he opened up his lying mouth. He approached her questioning God's word. Yea, hath God said. And he's still doing it. Do you know what God is saying? Or are you just going by what you heard <laughs> or what you somebody else said? You got to become students of the word of God. We have got to forget being people. We're so emotional. We are driven by emotion. Church is based on how emotional it is. Did you have a good service? No, I was kind of dead tonight. How can you be in the presence of God and it be dead? It's not the preacher. It's not the word. It's got to be you. Amen. 
We come to church looking to be entertained. Let's see, let's see what the preacher got for us tonight. Come on, preacher. Amen. Ain't read the word. Haven't prayed. And it shows on your face. And you come to church, you can't respond. Because nothing's in there. And then some of us do come to church full of junk. Amen. We didn't let the stuff of the world fill us up. We in front of the TV 24-7. Cable 24-7. On the internet 24-7. Every negative thing out there, we gobble it up. We gobble it up. Get so caught up in politics. I don't know when I've ever seen church folk so political. Man, just sucked into it. And I, they talk about it, talk about it, they, they, and they get so full. And you know how it is when you eat junk all day. And you come home to the dinner table. And mom done cooked a good spread. You ain't that hungry. Because you've been eating junk all day. But you got to eat something because you won't make mom mad. So you nibble. Oh, I'm full. <laughs> I'm like, well, my good, you ain't touched your food. I'm full. That's why you shouldn't be eating that junk before you get dinner. <clears throat> and that's where it is spiritually. We got so much junk in our spirit, so much carnality in our spirit, so much negativity in our spirit, that we sit at the Father's house at His table. It don't take much to fill us up. We just a little bit preach. All I need is a little bit. And I'm full, ready to go home. Glory to God. Amen. We need a change. We need a revival on the inside. We need to, we need to, we need to deny our flesh and start feasting on God got some awesome stuff to give us. And people need to become people of the word, not emotions. All these folks on television, all these TV preachers, it's all emotions. You can see it. People, they all happy and excited and jumping around. And none of them saved. Folks bouncing out the churches as happy as they could be on their way to hell. On an emotional high. Give me substance. Give me word. Give me the root. Hallelujah. Praise God. And folks are so emotional, man. And they don't, they don't. They don't read the Bible. They're not reading the Bible. They're not reading it at home, and they don't bring it to church. And that's, and that's something that needs to change. Where does it change? It changes with you. You know, oh, let the preacher study. No. No, you need to study. He been to Bible college. That don't make a bit of difference. Jesus told you, search the scriptures. For in them you think you saved, but you ain't saved. Search the scripture. I don't understand King James. Get the Holy Ghost. And that's part of the problem. It's a spiritual book. It's written in code. It's written in parables. You're not supposed to understand it without the Spirit. So you got to get in the Spirit, open that spiritual book written by a spiritual author, and get some spiritual nourishment. That's how it's going to work. God designed it that way. Hallelujah. So we need, we need, if we don't own a Bible, we need to get one. Borrow one. Amen. Get yourself that word of God. Bring it to church with you. Open it up. Get a pen in your hand. 
mocks things up in that thing. And when and sometimes a preacher be preaching, and God will boom speak right to you like, ooh, and I didn't see that before. And you write it down, you mark it up. Next thing you know, your Bible got all kinds of colors in it, but it's your Bible. It it becomes, it becomes personal. And you feel like, man, I, I don't want no other Bible. This is my Bible. I got my notes in it. And, woo! Lord, have mercy. We need a revival of getting back into the Word. Amen? And this is the way, this is the way I study the Word. This is the way I read the Word. <clears throat> and I was doing it. I was reading the book of Colossians, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I can't get away from it. I, I, I've, I've ministered this in, in several churches in the last few months, and it continues to bless me over and over and over. Prayers from the prison house. <clears throat> the book of Colossians, the church in Coloss, the Apostle Paul had never visited that church. Most of all the churches he visited, started, wrote letters to, but he never ever had been to this church, Coloss. Paul had a revival in Ephesus, which wasn't too far. That revival was so powerful. I mean, people from all walks of life, everywhere was coming to Ephesus and a great revival and people being filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. And it began to spread. And in Ephesus, there were lots of people from out of town. And one of those folks was this fellow by the name of Epaphras. He was from Coloss. He got the Holy Ghost. He got baptized in Jesus' name. And like so many people, he left Ephesus and went back home. When he got to Coloss, he couldn't keep that thing to himself. Friend, when you get a real relationship with God, you can't keep that thing to yourself. It's like fire shut up in your bones. I got to tell somebody what happened to me. Amen. God never called us to be secret agents. He ain't called us to be, you know, secret disciples. I ain't going to let nobody know I'm saved. And that don't mean you got to wear a belt buckle with Jesus on it or put on a t-shirt. All you need to do is let your light shine. Amen. Remind your face you saved so you can smile every now and then. Right? You're the salt of the earth. People are going to notice something different about you. You don't have to say a word. Just be smiling and loving God. The God inside of you. People will say something different, something changed. And they're going to start coming to you asking you questions. Right. Amen. Amen. They're going to want to desire, what do you have going on? Right. Man, I tell you, Epaphras went back to Coloss. He was fired up. He was telling his family. He was sharing the gospel with his friends. He was having Bible studies. And, you know, when you start having Bible studies, I mean, I, I imagine right in his own home. Probably started three of his friends teaching Bible studies. They got the Holy Ghost. They got baptized in Jesus. It spread. This thing spreads. And when it began to grow, he, I mean, he had to move to a building. Before you know it, he had a little church going on. Amen. Glory to God. Church of Colossus was birthed. Man, it was so exciting. Paul went on preaching the gospel everywhere. But that church, man, they were having revival. But revival comes with a cost. It's going to cost you. Revival is not easy. Revival ain't for wimps. When you start having revival, you're going to have to prioritize things. You've got to move some things out the way. You've got to be willing to make some sacrifices. And that's one thing about this old flesh. It does not want to die. 
And you got to deny your flesh and deny yourself and give yourself to revival. And revival began to break out in Coloss. And every time a church have revival, you're going to get the devil's attention. Amen. There ain't no revival without stirring up the devil. And some people got the attitude, well, I don't want to give the devil no trouble because I don't want him to give me no trouble. <laughs> right? And folks be like, well, you know, the devil ain't been messing with me. I've been cool. Because you ain't been praying. You ain't been reading. You ain't been sharing the gospel. You ain't been doing nothing God wants you to do. The devil ain't going to mess with you. <laughs> and some people happy with that arrangement. <laughs> Something wrong with that. This is warfare. This is spiritual warfare. God has called you into the army of the Lord. You are a government issue, God issue, GI. You are God issue. Amen. And he's armed you and he has equipped you. And no matter what the devil does, greater is he that is in you. Oh, my, 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 my. We got to receive that word. We got to believe that word. We got to live that word. I'm not the way I used to be. I'm in the army of the Lord. So devil, come on with it. There's more for us that can be against us. Amen. And in the process, you're going to grow. You're going to be strengthened. You're going to learn. Amen. So, so you know, this opposition going to come. And that's what happened at the church of Colossus. Man, the church started growing. Then all of a sudden, the devil sent his mercenaries. Religious folks. Now, I'll tell you something. The church have more problems with religious folks than they do with cold-hearted sinners. Cold-hearted sinners come in, they don't know nothing. They sick. They need a doctor. But folks that think they got it going on, you can't say nothing to them. They walk in looking around. Oh, y'all do all of this. You know, you, you know that ain't necessary. Amen. You know, you know, you don't, you don't have to get that man your money. Amen. You, you don't have to dress like that. You know, we don't do that down at our church. <laughs> Amen. They come in and start a sowing discord and questioning the word of God because they religious. They've been to Bible school and they've been in church all their life. Amen. Be careful of those kind of people. Amen. That's what happened in class. <clears throat> and the pastor was like, and he's a new pastor. He was like, I need some help. How do I deal with this? And he found out Paul had been put in prison. Now, Paul is now in Rome, locked up in prison, but he had some liberties. So the pastor decided, I'm, I'm going to take me a trip to visit the apostle. I'm going to let him know what's going on down here and get some counsel. So pastor went to Rome, visited Paul in prison. Paul said, sit down, boy, tell me what's going on. He said, he said, pastor, I got a great church. I got wonderful people. They love the Lord, but we have trouble. Well, what's the trouble? These folks that come in and they're trying to poison the congregation. Paul said, look, I can't go to the church in Colossus. I'm locked up. But give me a pencil 
and give me some paper. <laughs> I'm going to write them a letter. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And that's the book of Colossians. Woo! Hallelujah! So Paul wrote the letter, gave it to Epaphras and said, listen, when you get back at your next, next church service, read it to the whole church. Hallelujah. And what's so amazing is even though this is written thousands of years ago, it is still for us tonight. It's still for us tonight. Amen. So, so we're going to open the letter. We're going to open the letter and I'm going to read it to you tonight. Colossians chapter one. <clears throat> Paul. Man, I love the way it starts off. Paul, letting you know who it's from. An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Paul always did that. He, he always dignified the fact that he was an apostle by the will of God. Because people were talking about him. You weren't with the twelve. <laughs> he said, no, no, I'm not here. I didn't put myself here. God did it. And Timotheus, our brother, he's with me. Now this letter, verse number two, it's important that you understand this. It's to the saints. Somebody say saints. saints. This is not to the ain'ts. It's to a specific group. See, some people are going to get around that and, 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 and benefit from what's written to somebody else. This ain't written to everybody. This is written to the saints and to the faithful brethren, amen, in Christ, which are at Coloss. So for you to benefit from what the Bible has, you've got to be born again. These letters are written to save folk. Oh, my, my, my. Amen. He says, grace be unto you. Somebody say, I receive that. Lord knows I need some more grace. Not only that, and peace. See, I want that too. <clears throat> from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praying always for you. Amen. Since we heard it, since your pastor came and bragged on you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. I wonder what people think about when they hear about Christ in a church. What comes to their mind? Christ in a church. Yeah, I've been there, man. Them people mean. <laughs> what, what, what image people get when they hear about this church? What feeling comes to their mind? I hope and pray those are some wonderful folks. Amen. They love people. When I walked in that building, I felt so at home. I didn't know hardly nobody, but people was reaching out to me. Amen. Amen. And, and, and your reputation goes before you. Hallelujah. You better make sure it's a good one. These folks got love for all the saints. What makes y'all so happy? What makes y'all so, so full of life? Aren't y'all full of life? I'm going to tell you why. Number, verse number five, I'll tell you why. Because it's a hope which is laid up for you in heaven. 
Glory to God, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Man, when I come to church, I clap my hands. Why? Because I got a hope. Hallelujah. I worship God because I got a hope that's beyond this world. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I ain't got time to be worrying about the problems and this and that and the other. I've got a hope above. That's why I can love everybody. Because I got this hope. My goodness. Amen. This truth, the truth of the gospel. Thank God for the truth. Because every church don't preach the truth. Now, I'm going to say that again. Every church don't preach the truth. <laughs> Just because it got a steeple, that don't mean that's the church. Just because it got stained glass windows, that don't mean that's the church. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'm going to build. I want to go to that church. I want to find the one he said is my church. He don't have churches. Some folks, it don't matter where you go, you better, you better check that again. In the end times, many false prophets are out there. Amen. The word of truth. I want to go, I want to go where the truth of the gospel being preached. Verse six, the truth of the gospel which is coming to you as it is in all the world. Now what happens when the gospel is preached? It brings forth fruit. It brings forth fruit. Hallelujah. How fruitful are you? Are you bearing fruit? Are you reproducing? Oh, glory to God. God never saved you to sit. He never saved you to get comfortable. His commandment is still the same. Be fruitful and multiply. Because this thing, what we got a hold of, it's contagious. This thing is contagious. Hallelujah. You need to be careful who you sit next to because you might catch what they got. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Catch the joy. Catch the energy. Catch the fire. Catch it. Glory to God. Bearing fruit everywhere you go. My Lord, this, this is good stuff right here. It bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. When you know what God has done for you, you don't need nobody cheerleading you to worship. When you know how good God has been to you, you don't need nobody to tell you, let's stand, clap your hand. Uh-uh. You come in the gate praising. You come in the gate worshiping. God, hallelujah. Praise God. People have to tell you, sit down. <laughs> God has been so good to us. Glory to God. We don't need to be walking in with the weight of the world on our shoulders. Hallelujah. God has been better to us than that. Somebody say amen. amen. What verse is that? All right, all right. <clears throat> and then Paul said, as you also learned of Pastor Wyatt, I mean, uh, Epaphras. <laughs> I'm going to put Pastor name in there. As you also learned of Pastor Wyatt, our dear fellow servant, which is for you a faithful minister in Christ. Your pastor is a faithful minister in Christ. Your pastor is a gift from God. Amen. You need to love your pastor, pray for your pastor, support your pastor, get behind your pastor, obey your pastor, submit. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. He's a, he's a, he's a faithful servant. My good man, earlier in the service when Pastor was leading that prayer, whoo, I said, I said, oh, these people don't know how blessed they are. 
They don't know. They don't know. Because everybody don't have pastors like this pastor. Y'all are blessed. Hallelujah. He talked about, he talked about pastor. He said, who also, verse 8, he also declared unto us your love in the spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. Pastor brags about this church. When he goes out and travels and they, people get to talking, because he tells me, man, I, I got a great church. I love these folks. Your pastor is your best friend. Amen. 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 And then Paul said, for this cause, for this reason, for what we heard from your pastor, we also, since the day we heard it, we don't cease praying for you. Amen. And I'm telling you, church, we're not in this game by ourselves. There are folks out there praying for us. Amen. There are ministries out there lifting up pastor and lifting up this church in prayer. We are part of something way bigger than what we can see. Hallelujah. He said, we don't stop. We're not stopping. We are praying for you. Now, now the prayers from the prison house. This is in particular what Paul is praying for us. This is the prayer coming from the prison house for this church. Paul said, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled, filled, filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You've got to understand, these words ain't just there to fill up space. It's not just written for them back then. This letter is for us today. This is, this is the spirit of God speaking through Paul. What do you want us to do, Lord? He said, I want you to be filled. Not half filled. Not a quarter tank. But you know what filled means? <laughs> it means filled. His desire is that you and you and you and you be filled with the knowledge of his will. My goodness, what is that? I want you to know the word. Get a handle on the scripture. Be skilled. You don't even know everything from Genesis to Revelation, but there are some foundations. There's some found doctrinal foundations every born again child of God ought to know. And if you've been in church five years, surely you should know. There are some things you ought to know. Just simple. Just like going to, going to, going to school. You need to know your ABCs by the time you're in the seventh grade. Come on. There's a problem here if you don't. And that's where we are sometimes spiritually. Elementary stuff. <laughs> we need to know this stuff, folks. Some of the things in the book of Hebrews, it tells us some of the foundation. This is elementary school stuff that you learn as soon as you get in church. Number one, you need to know repentance. How do you get saved? You had to repent first. So how are you going to be repentant and you don't know nothing about it? Study it. Study about repentance. Look it up in the concordance. Learn how to use tools to help you understand the Bible. Quit being lazy and everything being fed to you all the time. Amen. Learn how to feed yourself. Amen. Study repentance. Why? Because except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. 
So start studying repentance. Read it. Get a handle on it. Be in a place where you can help somebody else repent. The next one is, is baptism. Both of them. Water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism. If you've been in church any number of times, you need to know what that is. You need to have a handle on water baptism. You don't have to memorize it. Just be able to open the book up. When I did, when I first got in church, I opened up a scripture and I put a number. Number one. And then I write the next scripture. Put a little arrow. Then I go to the next scripture. Number two. <laughs> I just had a little guide right there in my Bible. And I open it up and I go from one to the next and did it often enough to finally I could just do it myself. Amen. Amen. The elementary study. Study. Amen. Holy Ghost. You need to know about uh, uh, laying on of hands. We need to understand what's going on when the pastor lay hands on you. Find ministers laying hands on people. What is that about? You need to know that in elementary school. You need to know about eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. Hell. The lake of fire. You need to understand what that is and able to express it to somebody else. Amen. We need to know what we believe. Amen. You'd be amazed how many people don't know. Been in church 20 years. Don't know nothing. And they think they're ready for the rapture. You better think twice. This ain't no game. This is the will of God. That you be what? Filled. Nothing less than filled. Uh-oh, we in trouble. I got to get some things in me. Amen. One time, man, this guy, this guy was, this, this person approached this guy about his, his faith, what he believed in. They asked him, say, bro, what you believe? I believe what my church believe. What your church believe? I check believe what I believe. <laughs> what do you both believe? We both believe the same thing. <laughs> Come on, folks. We got to be better than that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we got to be better than that. Had a brother come in church. He was in church for about three years. He was always studying and reading and everything. And next thing I know, I, I noticed he was missing church. And I went to him. I said, hey, man, where you been, you know? Oh, man, I've been, man, I've been to school, man. I've been studying. I said, what? I've been, I've been studying false doctrine. Why, why in the world are you studying false doctrine? Man, I've been, I, I've been studying Jehovah's Witnesses. I've been studying the Muslims. I've been studying Mormons. I've been, I said, hold up, bro. Why are you studying false doctrine? So when I see it, I can recognize it. Uh-huh. I said, look, and I, I believe it's in Philadelphia. Isn't the Mint? The Mint's in Philadelphia? <clears throat> I heard about the Mint. People that work with the money, where they make money, it's printed out. Those folks are very knowledgeable about the real deal. They study it. They know the markings. They know all the number systems on the real deal. They are so in tune with the truth that when false comes around, when a counterfeit comes around, they can spot it. Listen, don't study false doctrine. Study the truth. Get in the truth. Know the truth. And when something else come up, somebody shout hallelujah. 
My God, I want to be filled. I want to be filled with the knowledge of his will. When I first got saved, I came right out the world. I didn't know. All I knew was part of the Lord's Prayer and some of the 23rd Psalm. That's it. I couldn't find a book of Job. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about the scripture. It was so foreign to me. But I was hungry. I was hungry. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know things. I, I got taught a home Bible study with the flip chart. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. It makes, oh, I, I was hungry, shown up. That brother couldn't teach me fast enough. One night he left. I said, can I, can I keep the teacher's manual? He let me keep the teacher's manual. I, looking up the scriptures. I mean, I was so hungry, and things started coming together. And then God began to deal with me. And, that, and the reason why things came together, I believe, was because of this. God said, God said, you got to get rid of some stuff. I said, get rid of some stuff. He said, you need to get rid of some stuff. I said, okay, Lord, thy will be done. What you want me to get rid of? Your music. I was like, my music. And I was a, I, I was a DJ before I got in church. I still had all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I had libraries of albums. And some of it was very sentimental to me. And I'm like, Get rid of, you mean get rid of some of my music, right? I'll get rid of some of it, because I mean some of it is kind of raunchy, you know. Parliament, Funkadelic, you know. <laughs> you know, first of the list, y'all got to go, you know. Certain old, devoid of funk, you got to go, you know. And, and some of those things was very easy to get rid of. That's enough? No. I got to get rid of some more? Then I started getting into the Commodores. Oh. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Oh. The Lord said, let's get it on. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Had to get rid of it, man. Pulled out Stevie Wonder. I said, Lord, what's wrong with Stevie? He blind, Lord. Look at him. He blind. <laughs> the Lord said, you got to go. It got, it, got, it got worse and worse. And I was hurting because I was, I was cutting myself fingertip here. Finger t- God said, just cut everything off. Just kill it. The whole animal. Kill it. Don't chop off a leg. Kill it. The whole thing. In Jesus. And I grabbed all my records and dumped them in the dumpster. That hurt. Hundreds of dollars. My favorite song. But see, they had become idols. I didn't know it at the time, but they were idols to me. And God was saying, I have no idols before me. There's nothing I should not be able to ask you to do that you can't do it. Not my will, <laughs> but thy will. That's real. That's real stuff. Real life. And God, God will put you to test on it. I got rid of all of it. I was hurt, though. It hurt. All that music. My family was like, boy, you done lost your mind. 
My mama told me, don't nobody get that saved. <laughs> sure did. Don't nobody get that saved. You got to get rid of all your music. You know how you love your music? I think you in a cult. <laughs> That's what she told me. I'm like, man. Then after I got rid of that, the Lord said, you're not done. <sighs> all I got left in my room is a little red TV. Get rid of it. What? I hardly even watch it. So what's the problem? Oh. Man. Got rid of the TV. I came to my room. I was a little, little rooming house room. I came in, man. No music. No TV. Just silence. And I sat on the edge of my bed. And I looked over and saw the Bible. I reached over there and opened it up. And I mean, it opened up. I started reading. I was like, oh my goodness. I see it. Oh, this is awesome. That's what Pastor was talking about last week. Oh man, I get it. And God began to open my understanding and bless me with knowledge. That I don't think I would have gotten if I wasn't willing. Woo, hallelujah. It's going to cost you something. It's going, you got to get the junk out the way. Those things that seem important, they're not really that important. When it's the treasure of God you're after, you'll sell everything you got that I might get that hidden treasure. Hallelujah. The more you give up, the more God go put in. The more you empty yourself, the more God go fill you up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Folks be like, Brother Easter, you went to Bible college? No, I didn't. Never went to Bible college. Everything I learned, God taught me. And he can teach you. But he wants you to be filled with the knowledge. Knowledge of his will. Knowledge. from the. I mean, even the youngest among us need to know stuff. And all wisdom when you know what to do with what you learn. God wants to give you the wisdom to know what to do with what you learn. And spiritual understanding. You know what? Some of y'all need to underline that and say, that's my goal. The next six months of this year, I'm going to give myself to being filled with God's knowledge and spiritual understanding. How do you do that? Make an appointment with God every day. Make an appointment with God every day. You know, I'm doing that now. As long as I've been in church, I, I, I'm doing that now. I used to say, well, I got prayer time. But things get in the way, and you know, before you know it, it's time to go to bed. Oh, man, I didn't have my hour of prayer today. I, I make an appointment, 15 minutes. 15 minutes a day, I got an appointment with God. Hey, man, we going to go? No, I got a 3 o'clock appointment. Talk to you later. <laughs> hey, man, 15 minutes. That ain't hardly no time. But you know what happens when you give yourself to that 15 minutes? By the time you're done, 30 minutes that went by. For you know it, an hour that went by. You can't wait. The next day, oh, man, I can't wait to have that time with God. And you're learning and you're having it. Oh, my goodness. It starts with consistency. Amen? Look at the next verse. That ye might walk worthy. This is what's required for you to live the life he wants you to live. That you might walk worthy of the Lord, 
unto all pleasing him in all your ways. Oh, what a joy. I pray, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. This is where your heart is. I found that out. (laughs) He ain't talking about that. You love God with all your heart, your mind. And I tell you, that's one of the biggest places I struggle was my mind. Because you can think stuff and nobody know you're thinking. (laughs) Amen? And you can commit sin in your mind, your imagination. God said, I see all of that. And I'm holding you accountable for all of that. I said, well, Lord, I need to change the way I think. He said, verily, verily, <laughs> let this mind of Christ be in you. How are you going to do that? Get that word in you. Meditate on it. Think about it. It'll cleanse your thoughts. You start thinking God thoughts, and then you start acting God ways. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. And as a result of that, you're going to be fruitful. In every good work you do, you're going to be fruitful. And you will be increasing in the knowledge of God. Once you get this thing started, it just grows and grows and grows. And every year, you're a little more different. Every year, you're a little more stronger. Every year, you're a little more like God. This is how it's done. By increasing in knowledge. Oh, my goodness, man. Look at the benefits. Verse number 11. Read that first part with me. Strengthen with how much might? Can you imagine a congregation of saints strengthened with my devils will be running out of this town. We be we have all not some might, all might. We probably wouldn't need prayer requests. We probably just had to cancel the prayer because everybody got all might. The only people be getting prayer are visitors. <laughs> Saints would be laying hands in the name of Jesus. In the name of such as I have, give I thee. Boom! That's the will of God. <laughs> That's apostolic. That's revival. Woo! Hallelujah. According to his glorious power unto all patience and with, with a sad face. With a depressed attitude. <laughs> Suffering with joy. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. God, take us there. Get us to that place. This is the will of God. This is what he wants. This is written for us. Personally. Man, I tell you what, we need some work to do, don't we? Praise God. I'm almost done. I'm trying to get to verse 22. I may not make it. We had verse number 12. Giving thanks, giving thanks unto the Father. This, some people, what do you, what do you think, what are you thankful for? Well, I got fired from my job. Still be thankful. At least you had a job. (laughs) My car got repossessed. Well, be thankful you had a car. Some people ain't never had a car. And no matter what trial you're facing, there's always somebody worse off than you. No matter what. Giving thanks unto the Father. And these are some reasons we need to thank God. Woo, hallelujah. Man, man, I'm, I, I might be, I don't know, I may not make it to 22, but. <laughs> giving thanks unto the Father. This is one of the reasons why. He has made us meet. That mean able. He has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. He made us able. We didn't make ourselves able. 
he made us able to be partakers of the inheritance. You got an inheritance, sister. You got an inheritance. And you know what the problem with so many of us? We get so carnal-minded. Everything right now. Right now. I got to see it. I got to see. I want mine. Like, like Esau, I want mine now. I want mine now. Jacob said, I make a deal with you. <laughs> give, me, give me your birthright. What good is the birthright if I'm, if I'm starving? I want to eat now. I want satisfaction now. I want my happiness now. I want my mansion now. I want everything now. Jesus said, you drink of this water, you're going to thirst again. But the water that I give you, you will never thirst again. What you want is not now. What you want is to come. You've got an inheritance. Why are we acting so poor? When we got an inheritance. My God, I'm rich. I don't dress like it right now. (laughs) But my daddy owned a cattle on a thousand hills. I got a mansion waiting for me with my name on it. Hallelujah, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. I've got a reason to rejoice. I don't need another miracle. I don't need another prayer answer. I don't need God to do nothing else for me. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and that's all that matters. I got an inheritance. I'm a child of the king. Oh, my Lord. Some of us still don't believe it. Some of us still have trouble absorbing that. Because we got a lot of junk in us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, empty of us. Empty us, Lord. Empty us. And let us absorb the word. Absorb the truth. It'll revolutionize your attitude. You walk out of this building, I have an inheritance. Yes, it's bigger than the lottery. Hallelujah. Woo! Man, this thing get me excited. I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to end it with this. Being thankful. Verse number 13. Something else you can be thankful about. Who have delivered us. Hath. H-A-T-H. Past tense. It's already happened. He hath. Delivered us from the power. The hole he had on me, he don't have no more. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I'm a new creature in Christ. I don't do the things I used to do. I don't go to the places I used to go. I'm a new, I've been delivered. Hallelujah. He broke the chain. He broke the addiction. He, I'm a new creature. Whoa, hallelujah. You looking at somebody that's totally different from what I used to be. Oh, he has. Somebody said, I've been delivered. He delivered us from the power of darkness. The devil can't do nothing that you won't allow him to do. I've been delivered. Hallelujah. And, no, and notice this. <clears throat> and he have translated us. It's already done. He have translated us. Into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm a citizen of that kingdom. Amen. Amen. Martin Luther King, great man. But I'm a kingdom. I'm a member of that kingdom. People ask me, Brother Easter, are you a Republican? 
Sometimes. Are you a Democrat? Sometimes. I have no allegiance to anyone. I'm a liberal sometimes. I'm conservative sometimes. But I'm not allegiance to anyone. Obama, Trump, Clinton is of this world. I'm of another kingdom. I'm a citizen from another country. I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I'm only visiting. I'm only visiting. I'm only visiting. I'm not a part of all of this. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my mind's made up. My treasure is laid up. I've been born again. I'm not a part of the world system. And I'm getting ready to get out of here. I'm getting ready for the trumpet. I'm getting ready to go home. I'm not going to let this stuff hinder me. Glory to God. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. We've been translated. We are, we are citizens of another country. Hallelujah. We don't walk like this system. We don't talk like this system. We don't live like this system. We're just strangers here. And we're going to be, we're getting ready to go home in a little while. Our, our visa about to run out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Our visa's about to run out. Amen. And when that trumpet sound, I can't let no, no, no politicians hold me down. Amen. When that trumpet sounds, I can't be worried about societal ills. Amen. 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 Folks, we need, to, we, need to, we need to get away from all that. God didn't call us to be civil rights leaders. We're not, we're not called to be social activists. We're called to be witnesses. Of the kingdom. In the religious world, I say the religious world, they get entangled in all that stuff. And feel like, you know, you, you, you get, you, you, you're only somebody when you, when you participate in this and participate in that. And none of them preaching the gospel. Glory to God. I look at some of the church folk, I say, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Arguing and fussing about, uh, man, you see what they did to that guy? Well, all them police, they did this, they did that. That's the world. That's the world. They ain't got, that ain't us. But it sucks you in. It sucks you in. It causes you to get on one side or the other. Against each other. And I see it in the church. I can't believe you call yourself a Christian. You voted for that person. Mm, mm, people ask, Brother Easton, who you vote for? None of your business. That's it. Leave it right there. None of your business. Amen. And start looking to the eastern sky. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. My Lord have mercy. Folks, we need to listen. I didn't get the verse. I didn't get to the verses I wanted to get to. It was, it was just it's so much. It's so rich. You read that word and you meditate on it. You eat it slow. Things will start coming out at you. I want you to finish it up. Even tonight, when you get home, get your Bible. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Start at verse 1. And, and, and with a pen or pencil, a highlighter, start going through as a Lord. Speak to me. Look at it. Those are things in there we need to ingest inside of us. We need to get it in us. That's where revival begins. It's not out there. It's in here. It's in here. We got to start first. It'll change our attitude. It'll change our relationship with God. Amen. I want to be filled. Somebody say, I'm hungry. 
Let's lift our hands to the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, God, don't let us continue being the same. Oh, Lord, stir up. Stir up the desire. Stir up the desire, God, to learn, to understand, to be pleasing to you. Oh, God, don't let me get caught up in fashion and all the things that are temporary. Give me a love and a desire to be pleasing to you. God, I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I want you to have your favor on me. God, I don't want just your blessings. I want to I wanna see your face. I want to be with you. I want to know you. Oh, that I might know him. Oh, Lord, tonight, God, stop me on that journey. God, take all the junk out of my spirit. Take all the junk out of my life. It's cluttered. There's so much junk. God, give me a love and a hunger for your word. Oh, God, heaven and earth will pass. But your word is forever. It's our charter. It's our map. God, we've got to know it for ourselves. Believe it for ourselves. Let that seed get in me, Lord. Father, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I confess I've been slothful and I've been lazy, Lord. I'm sorry. God, have mercy on me, Lord. I know I've not been what I ought to be. I'm so sorry, Lord. God, help me to put you first. God, I want you to be number one, Lord. Help me to make that appointment with you, Lord. Help me to get my priorities together. God, when I put you first and seek first the kingdom, all these other things shall be added. And God, but you got to be number one. Help me to get you in the right order. Help me, Lord. Incline my heart to you. Incline my heart to your eternal word, Lord. Help me not to live by my emotions, but God, help me to live by what is written. Help me to be a student in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I love you. I love you, Lord, and help me to love you the way you want me to love you. Hallelujah. If you have the Holy Ghost tonight, would you let that spirit flow out of you? Will you let the Holy Ghost intercede right now? Right there. The Lord is using you right now. He is using you as a vessel. Hallelujah. God, I receive it. I receive it. I accept it, Lord. Help me to change. Help me to grow. The end is upon us, Lord. I don't want to miss you. Oh, God, help me to examine myself. Help me to confess my sin to you and be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I can't fake it no more. Oh, God, I can't be satisfied no more. God, let a hunger be ignited in me, Lord. Help me to seek your face. Help me to thirst as a deer thirst after water. I thirst after you. I want to be pleasing to you. I want your favor, Lord. I want your favor. Strengthen me, God, by your spirit and your power. I receive it tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grow. Be at peace. Study. Learn. Obey. Submit. Be what God wants you to be. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say, Amen. Let's give the Lord a high clap of praise tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. As always, before I exit the pulpit, I didn't particularly teach on salvation or preach on salvation. However, the Spirit of God is here, and God deals with people even through His Word. If there's anyone here to see their need to be baptized, born again, you see your need to be right with God, you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. If you have not been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's no other way to be baptized, you need to take care of that. The great time to do it is tonight. If you want to be baptized tonight, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to accommodate you. The Lord said if you would obey him, he gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey him. Amen. Amen. So if you need the Holy Ghost or you want to be baptized according to the scripture, please let us know. If you have any questions about salvation, please let us know. Our our desire is to see you make heaven your eternal home. Praise the Lord. Pastor, will you come? We certainly love you and appreciate you. Amen. Let's give the gift of God a wonderful hand.